I'm super excited to like kind of hear your story because it seems like you do everything and I don't have a clue how you manage your time. So uh, how how and what do you do? Uh, so like when it comes to training, I work out and uh, I recently competed in powerlifting. That's been a goal for a long time, but the pandemic uh, made me have to postpone it. But I made it and it was fun. Uh, but out of that, right now I'm doing university full time and also working full time uh, with content creation like Twitch and Instagram and all these social media platforms. Um, it's crazy how you manage your time, though. You know what I mean? Like, you full time here, full time that, then training. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> well, uh, usually I, I have this, uh, like, I write down every, every day what I'm going to do so I don't get confused and miss out on things. Like, it's are things I was going to do today. Because uh, I don't like to plan too much. It's like with diet plans and stuff, I don't do these either. I think it takes away the fun if you have too much structure. So I kind of like, this is things I have to do this week. And then I have that list. And then I, I try to get some things done every day. Mm -hmm. Usually yeah, I, I do more than I plan on. It like, nice. it reduces the uh, anxiety of it, right? If you yeah don't plan everything meticulously to the minute. Um, I think you can do that. And I think it can be very beneficial um sometimes but it depends on the, the type of person you are right yeah exactly i feel like it's as long as you know that you're going in the right direction mm. then then you know you're doing the right thing <laughs> and sometimes some days you, you can't do well, everything you want to do and sometimes you do more and that's fine as long as it's going in the right direction mm, mm, totally so how was your first uh powerlifting oh it was great i uh I, I just wonder, like uh, they told me, I just, uh, just lived enough to qualify for the nationals. You did? Uh, but I, I, yeah, easy. I did that. Like, on my, on my, I wanted to do it on my first lift, but I did a little bit lighter. But I won that one and I qualified. Of course, I qualified, but it was, um, yeah, I don't know. I've never competed before. I've only been like, <laughs> you know, watching YouTube in slow motion, be like, oh, okay, you gotta squat that deep and this one. They, were, they decided on like this, so this is what I should look for and stuff. But it's very different to actually be there in person and hear the commands and be like, oh, it's me. It's not some person I'm watching on the TV. I'm doing this now. <laughs> but it was so cool. And, and people are so, like, like it's a team. Like, it's, it's not, like, it's, you compete against other people, right? Like, you're individuals competing. Mm -hmm. But, like, they share for you and you share for them, even though, like, you're not in the same team or anything it's, mm -hmm. it's so nice that like in, in the audience as well like i didn't i went there i didn't know anyone but there are people sharing for me in the audience i'm like dude thanks <laughs> and i was sharing for like it's it was so cool i love that i've heard about like i've heard before that the community is nice and powerlifting because everybody shares for everybody but like that was so nice mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's super cool like the camaraderie you get like everyone just wants you to to do your best you know what i mean no yeah. one wants you to bomb out um, exactly and then like uh when it, when it's getting closer it's like are they gonna make a lift or no like everyone's like come on come on like, if, like the entire room everybody's just like let's do it everybody shares them on it's so cool yeah yeah totally so what what's next like are you, 
you said you qualified for for nationals oh yeah i won the nationals too <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but i uh there like there's a lot lot of championships going on right now so um like it's a junior nationals i should say um but I know there's strong people that weren't at the competition. So officially, I am the Swedish champion, junior in the 69 weight class. But I, I have like to, I'm not the best. <laughs> but on paper, it looks nice. But I'm just I, because I wanted to meet them because I've been fangirling a bit, you know. So I was a bit sad that they didn't show up. But I'm also happy because it made me have the goal. It's pretty cool to have on the oh. CV like that. <laughs> That's but crazy. Them. Yeah, I, I qualified for the like the senior. I'm, I'm a junior next year as well, but I qualified for the senior uh, national mastership next year. So hopefully I will meet them then and I can like talk to them. <laughs> it's be like so meeting cool. your idols, right? Like the, the people yeah. that kind of got you into this thing and now you can actually see them in the flesh rather than seeing them behind a computer screen. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's... It's a super yeah, weird so thing. Cool. Like you do feel like I mean, I feel like a fan girl. Never mind you. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I look forward to it. Yeah. So, but, it, but it's next year. How long have you been training like that? Oh, also in the gym, I've been going to the gym like six years, I think. But uh, I figured out powerlifting about two years ago that it is a sport, and I I just started trying a bit, uh, and I don't like it as i don't like too much structure so i just go to the gym and i do what i feel like pretty much but uh, i realized i realized after I, I knew about powerlifting i realized that i think it's fun to lift heavy and um, like i used to do it before but not in the comfort movements like i did it with hip thrust mm. and uh, like some other exercises but then when i realized how it's bench squats and deadlift and then i've never benched before but now i'm really good at benching so now I love benching. <laughs> what, I've, um, what I've noticed is there's a lot of um, a lot of Swedish ladies are naturally fucking strong. Yeah. Oh, oh one thing to add that the, the gyms in Sweden are usually very good. It's a pretty high standard in the gym. Mm. And also it's very much common knowledge a bit how to work out and what to eat. Because we, we learn it in school. I don't know what it's like in New Zealand. But I feel like the general idea of workouts and stuff, people have a pretty good idea about it. Mm. So it's not so far to, to become good because it's always around the corner kind of, if you want to. There's so oh, many wow. good athletes. In like most things when it comes to Sweden, like there's in both all the fitness categories and also especially powerlifting, there's super strong, super, super strong people. Yeah, in like in, insanely strong people. And I, I think that's really cool how they brought it into like grassroots and teaching that education um, at the start rather than, you know, throwing people in the deep end and, and allowing them to figure out how to swim. <laughs> I know like back home, yeah. like it's very much of a, you just figure this out, you know. Uh, which is the UK. I'm not really too sure here, but um, it's more like that oh, culture of like trying to like create that culture of you probably should like look after yourself and be kind of strong and healthy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, powerlifting is an extreme sport, but just going to the gym uh, yeah. in general is super healthy for you, for anyone. Yeah, for sure. So what are you, um, what are you setting your sights on next in powerlifting? 
Well, yeah, the, the the nationals next year, the senior nationals. I didn't like. I, I didn't plan on competing more than once, really, because I just wanted to have it on paper, kind of. Because I love to lift. I'm not so much for competing, actually. I well, I thought, but I mean, I was I was happy to win <laughs> because it was such a close fight at the end. I'm like, dude. Uh, but uh, I don't know what I want to do with anything really. I want to travel though. Oh, where do you want to um, go? New Zealand, hey. for example. <laughs> There's a lot of places actually, but that's been on my list for a long time because my my friend traveled there and they speak so good about it. Yeah, it's it's a really really cool place. Um, you know, there's not many places in the world where you can like not have any mobile phone reception and not care about it. You know what I mean? Just kind of drop off the grid and go do whatever you want to do. Pull up into a small town, get a coffee, and then just like fuck off again. Like it's it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. And a couple of waterfalls that to, to look at. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, I definitely it? want to try, but... Hmm? I was going to say, is there any bears in Sweden? Is what bear? Is there any bears? Bear? Like a, what do you say? brown bear. A oh, bear. bears! Bear, bears, bear, bear. Uh, yeah, we have bears, I guess. Bear, bear, <laughs> bears. <laughs> I haven't seen... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen one. They're probably more nor- north. I thought... But I thought so, but I mean, I've never been to Sweden. I've been to Denmark, but I've never, I never went over to Sweden. Yes, well, what I'm from, I'm from the south. It's pretty much the same climate as mm. Denmark. It's like the same. But I don't know. I don't know if they have bears there, but we should have bears. <laughs> Are you googling it? Uh, yeah, we do have bears. <laughs> bears. <laughs> the brown bears. Yeah, brown. I've only seen them on zoos. So I don't know actually how like common they are, but we do have them. Crazy. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> like over here, like there's like no wild animal that will kill you. Oh, we do have uh, those and we have like um, elk, I think they call them. Oh, the elks, yeah. But, but usually they and we have wolves. Well, maybe mm. not many. Like it's it's pretty peaceful here if you compare it to New Zealand. Definitely. Wow. Where else do you want to go traveling? Oh, I want to go everywhere. I don't know. I know I want to go to Australia and New Zealand. Uh, and so I've been so to... It's different, um, right? Yeah, well, it's both like nature and I've heard people are very warm in Australia. It'd be cool. Mm. I don't know how the gyms are either, <laughs> but I've done my competition. I don't, I'm not bound to the gyms anymore, but I love to go to the gym. Mm. So that's something when traveling that it's hard to find gyms that live up to the standard that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have heard that the um, the gym culture in Australia though is is rather rather big. Nice. Yeah, like especially like the the functional fitness scene, like the CrossFit scene, that style of gym. Um, you know, they're, they're plowing a lot of money into it. Um, and there's there's some fucking rad gyms coming out of Australia at the moment, which is which is really cool. It's definitely someone to somewhere to look at. Nice, I didn't know that. I will look it up. Mm. I think there's uh, you know, it it always improves the sport and the grassroots area of of sport and and fitness when 
people end up winning, right? People win world championships. Like they have the the lady uh, Tia Claire Toomey who who won the CrossFit Games for a while, and inevitably yeah, it ends up trickling down, right? That's why people spend so much money <laughs> on Olympics. Is if you win gold yeah, medals, are... hopefully one more kid's gonna do like ultimate slalom or some shit. People are so talented. It's like if you just put effort into it, like it's crazy. Mm. Especially like CrossFit is such a and like a all around sport. Like there's so many things you gotta be good at to be like good. It's mm. so cool. Mm. Yeah, it's right. Oh, yeah, I used to be I used to be a swimmer in the past, so we did some CrossFit back then. I think that's that's helped me the in the bench because you get strong upper body mm. what what was your what event sports? oh what was my event yeah in swimming oh um like what's what what looks stylized one yeah um i did medley and really? breaststroke like middle distance mm. pretty in i use a little bit of everything That's i uh <laughs> i used to swim my event was 200 meter breaststroke nice that's what i used to do because nobody else wanted to do it yeah 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 <laughs> that's nice though i liked it because it was the slowest event yeah i usually jump so in was... the pool and the water jumped out you know what i mean like i was a bit of a heavy heavy kid <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't going to be the best swimmer oh that's fine nice i like it when when it's like kind of long laps if mm. you're having a fight mm. like dude that's that's intense <laughs> yeah it's fuck i've not swam in so long like you have to like drag me to the pool these days because i went like twice a day for years and oh my. now i just do not want to go anywhere near a pool I feel you. I uh, I competed in swimming and I was a swimmer for 11 years. So okay. I went a lot as well. And then when I quit, I just quit. Uh, but I, I became a swim teacher then at the Canary Islands. So I, I kind of had like a, but it was never like the same. Like I wouldn't go and swim and randomly do like 200 meters or just, you know, 1000. Like I never did sessions. It would be like, I'm just teaching this now. I'm like, my career is over. I'm mm-hmm. not doing this. <laughs> I keep my feet on land. I'm not getting in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of swimmers, like when they quit, they like go cold turkey. They completely, completely quit. Like it's one of those spots that it takes so much like dedication and determination that once they end but, up putting their goggles up, they're done. Yeah, but I do think that um, okay, I have seen a lot of swimmers they quit but they still like they have the dedication in them if they started swimming when they were kids that they are can become good at many sports just because they're mm-hmm. like i used to practice like six times per week like you get so much time you need to fill the time with something mm. so that is true yeah a lot of good athletes in, in various sports have a swimmer background i think yeah or gymnastics oh uh, yeah gymnastics as well or something similar to that mm. it's gymnastics you get, you Big in Sweden. Um, I'm not sure, but I, I I think a lot of people do it. Yeah, yeah, probably a lot of people do it. I I did it when I was younger as well for a short while, but then I was a coach instead as well. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, but, I'm hearing a common trend here. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I I never I never did like the like I was in Zurich when I was a kid. So uh, I never did the there's a lot of like technique, point your toes and stuff in gymnastics that I just didn't do because it was like for performance. So if I make a like a flick flick flack or back handspring, they say in gymnastics, how do I move my legs out? And I can make a split out of it instead of landing properly and doing this and this trick, but I can do something completely different because uh, I'm not doing it for the same purpose. I think it's more fun like that, but I do, I do understand the gymnastics teaching as well. Hmm. So I, I read somewhere, right. And I have no idea how you do it about contortion. Oh yeah. Flexibility. Like, um, Talk to me about that because that's fucking rad. <laughs> the, um, when I oh, oh that's a story. Um, me and my sister was in the circus when we were kids, uh, like a circus school, not like not the circus, you know, that travels around, no animals. It's called new circus. I don't know the correct term in English, but it's a circus with no with only people, no animals. So, and uh, we did partner acrobatics. Like I lifted her, I threw her a bit, and stuff but then she had an accident where she fell like eight meters from a uh, uh, rock climbing and she she crushed her foot she broke her elbow and she she had to go with Ambala on this helicopter but we we had we had work for the circus right so um she's amazing dude she she was in the wheelchair and then she uh, she learned how to do um, I don't know it's a Diablo it's a uh, two two sticks and a string and you kind of juggle with it Hmm. and she learned that and then uh, uh, then I was like okay what am I gonna do so I, I started getting into flexibility because that's something that I found interesting and because we couldn't perform together right so then I used to I practiced a lot of flexibility and I pushed myself really hard I had a lot of pain at, at some point I felt like both my legs went dislocated but it didn't it just felt like that I don't think it dislocated because the pain wasn't for that long but I couldn't walk for a while <laughs> uh but then I just like after I've got I've gotten I've got the splits and I got some other things and then I'm like okay I kind of want to keep going so yeah I'm, I'm I want to know if I practice a lot of flexibility I'm I'm pretty much I can sit on my head now more or less you can walk so I, I can sit on my head like if I lay on the ground I can have my butt if I warm up properly but it's really cool like it's so weird seeing your feet in front of your face like that's my feet <laughs> What the f- and it what? feels so weird like you know your right foot is your right foot and your left foot is your left foot right but it's so confusing when you see them like that from this weird view <laughs> so you, you uh, lay on your front and you're able to bend your legs all the way around so it goes in front, in front of your head yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I, it's good to be flexible uh in my military education, they said um, one of my captains, he complimented me because I do uh, LMG, right? So he said that he'd never seen anyone move so smoothly with the weapon without following the instructions. <laughs> I did follow the instructions, but like the body position I had was not the same as like the general common one. But I shot very well, though. It was just that I, I, uh, <laughs> I moved differently. He said maybe we should have more circus performance during this. <laughs> <laughs> give a lot of circus uh, performance some weapons yeah just like uh, I, I mean. <laughs> yeah but i'm just saying that 
if you build strength and like flexibility, no matter what, you have your body and you're always gonna have use, you're gonna make use in some way, like less less prone to like pain and stuff. Like there, there's just there's just good <laughs> good uh, um, effects mm-hmm. by working out. Do you have a national service, or was it just like education, uh, like a military skill? No, it's um, what is it called? Compulsory, compulsory. Yeah, mil- um, national service, as we call it. Oh yeah, yeah. That I had that, but I had the. I took it only four months because my streaming career looked pretty well. Wow. And being off four months because I took the shortest, it was four months. Uh, even that was painful, and I had kind of had to rebuild the community. But if I would have been gone for one year, I don't think I would have been able to recover that well. It was it was really fun, but I would never want to work with military as full time thing. Mm. So, so what do you what do you do streaming wise? Again, that's completely foreign to me. I have no idea about these things. Oh, I do pretty much anything. Uh, like I I used to live at Canary Islands, and then I stream like sunsets, and I've been traveling, so I talk to people, and I've been doing the gym as well. Uh, I play games. I play, I like uh, first person shooter games. Um, I talk a lot <laughs> uh, about anything. Like people just join chat and ask me random questions. Or uh, I, I don't know, I just try to entertain and try to be a positive effect on somebody's life. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so lucky because. The, like the community that I, that I have uh, with my company on Twitch, like they're my best friends and I would never find them if I wasn't streaming. It's mm. really cool. The online world is crazy, man. Everyone, like you can find so many awesome people. You can never, like if you only, if you only like talk to people close to you, you will never understand how many amazing people there are like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's a, nice, uh, it's a nice thing with traveling as well. You get some some more inputs of other people's lives for me it's like the perspective people's different perspectives on 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 life in general or just certain topics you know it's like they you you talk to someone and they have a point of view that you would never have like guessed even if you would have had a million years to like figure it out you're like wow you look you look at it that way that's incredible like let's let's talk about that you know I think that's uh, yeah. for me. That's the most like crazy thing about being connected or traveling, but being connected to um, people all around the world. Because you're like, holy shit! That's why you look at it from being from Sweden and being a circus and going all these all these crazy things. You're like, wow, okay, like maybe I'm gonna yeah. like take something from that. Exactly. Like you can only live once, but you can learn from everybody else that you talk to. Like mm. we all have, we all have different lives, but like we can share it and we can learn things, even though we never experience it ourselves. Mm. Yeah, and the People probability cool. of you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna meet someone, right? So you're gonna like travel and you're gonna walk past someone on the street and they're gonna walk past you on the street and you're both gonna like end up in conversation. It's so fucking small, yet like and so it- on Swedish, <laughs> but that's <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you know that, but Swedish people are pretty reserved in general. Oh, really? So it's it's hard to get these connections if you're in Sweden and you start talking to a stranger and you're like, what? I like, I mean, unless they're drunk. Unless they're drunk. 
yeah at parties we like sweets are called at parties i would say but but that's what that's why i want to travel as well because when i lived in spain for example the gym closed and the gym owner instead of like oh you have to go home he's like, like we're gonna go out now you want to join us i'm like what that would never ever happen in sweden like people just people are so open and welcoming in some some cultures and if i never travel i wouldn't understand that at all even though i think it, i think it should be normal that people just invite people and take care and help each other out and stuff it's not how it works here so it's it's really good to get to know other cultures and stuff so you can learn things that you wouldn't otherwise like culture and society and those little intricacies of you know the connection between other human beings is really fucking crazy if you think about it like we're all the same right yet because we kind of grew up with different languages or in a different place with whatever, like the cultures of, of the people are like so different. Yeah, for real. It's, it's cool that we can share these things. Yeah, and there's always little nuggets of like wisdom buried deep within all of them, right? And it's like, I'm only ever going to learn one thing if I stick in Manchester, if I stick in the UK or in the Northern Hemisphere or whatever, right, Europe. It's like, well, why don't you just travel around? You get to take yeah. the, the benefits from everything. Yeah, and in, for now, like, the pandemic and stuff, it makes it hard to travel, but we always have the internet. Some places are less toxic than others, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, people are quick to shit on the internet, right? <laughs> yeah, especially if they if they have opinions not based on information at times. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of comments on uh, my powerlifting style. I'm following all the powerlifting rules, but people that don't work out, they're like, oh, you're going to break your back. <laughs> but the, oh. yeah, they got to yeah. be a little bit like skeptical sometimes with what you, with what you read. Yeah, 100%. And, like, people, people are quick to, to jump on the bandwagon of you're doing it wrong. And it's, you know, progress is is addictive right but it's also it highlights that people don't do anything with with their life or with their time so if they see you doing multiple things like ah nah fuck this lady because she's actually doing something and i'm kind of just spinning my wheels yeah but i just want to inspire right but i see a lot of people getting inspired as well and a lot of people inspire me we gotta remember that there's a lot of good even though sometimes the bad is louder Mm. like I once heard a quote uh, from one of my mentors was learn to listen to the silent minority rather than the loud majority. No, other way around. Learn to listen (laughs) to the silent majority rather than the loud minority. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't make any sense the first time. Yeah, no, it does. Definitely. Especially like now I'm thinking of like TikTok comments and stuff like that. Definitely. Mm. No, not because some that somebody's loud doesn't mean that they're right. Mm. Yeah, so true. I got I got a couple of questions because I know you need to jump off onto your stream, uh, and I don't want to stop you. Oh, yeah. You're like million. Thank, I'm sorry. Full time. Sorry, I'm showing up a bit late. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Like I said, like I'm, first of all, technology is not my game, and second of all, like <laughs> it's it's being slow as fuck recently. So I'm just really appreciative of your time. Never mind. Me too. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I got some questions. And especially with like your background and experience in literally like everything, 
I think these are going to be pretty <laughs> cool questions. Um, what's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Oof. That's a tough one to just take out of there. Um, let's see. <laughs> the, the greatest life advice. Um, oh, how, um, I've gotten so many, but some of them are so small, particular, like for scenarios. Uh, like <laughs> it sounds a bit sad, but um, that there is no, there is not really a meaning with anything. And if you believe that, then you don't really have anything to lose. Like just try to make the best out of it, because that's no, all you have. I can, I can run with that. Yeah, like a hundred percent. I I usually think about that quite often. Yeah. And... <laughs> there's a lot of philosophical roots in that one but I do I do think that like yeah everything is temporary as well because even if you're having a good moment right now it's gonna pass to so try to make the most out of it and if you're having a bad situation right now it's also gonna pass because it's also temporary mm-hmm. the only so, constant in life is change right yeah it's always changing <laughs> yeah it's like the the paradox of life you know we try and apply logic to life's paradox and call it intelligence yeah what sounds like stupidity to me what about you me greatest life advice yeah yeah um perception is reality are you googling the the translation yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's einstein i think it's einstein Oh, dude, there were a lot of things on this quote. Some of them are reverse, and some of them are good. Okay, well, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, well, I'm fascinated how people see things. Um, and Me too. How things can be, like, taken, you know what I mean? Um, like, we can we can sit opposite each other on a table, right? And I can have, and we can put, like, a vase in front of us. I'm going to see one side and you're going to see the other side. And like through, if we can't get up and walk to the other side of the room and see your side and you see my side through like conversing, we have to like describe what we see. And then you can kind of be like, Oh, okay. That's what it's like on the other side of the vase. Like I'm fascinated by that, you know, cause we could be seeing exactly the same shit or the, the <laughs> item could be the same, but what we perceive in our brain is like completely different. Yeah, because we have different memories and mm. stuff and how we, we react to certain things and they trigger something in you that doesn't get triggered in me the same way. Mm. It's so many things. I agree. Yeah, I think it's it's crazy. And I like, again, diving into it and be figuring out why. I'm like, oh, why do you think it takes you there? You know, and then we kind of go back and then stories come out and usually there's a lot of lessons and, and wisdom laced within stories. Um, and I think that's all we are, right? We're just organic stories that kind of float on by to the end of your life and then will then float on somewhere else. And I think that's kind of cool being able to share those, um, you know, with strangers, Sick. with friends, with whoever. Yeah, it's crazy cool that we get to do that. <laughs> yeah. Develop language, right? Um, the second question is, what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? 
Oh, the worst. Oh, there's so many, but right now I'm thinking about like toxic positivity. Oh, yeah. That um, stuff like, oh, you shouldn't be sad because other people are sadder or stuff like that. Mm. Or I asked someone, how are you feeling? And he said, I'm always good. Always. I can't feel bad because if I would start feeling bad, I would feel so bad. I would complain about everything. And people are having it way worse than me. I'm so happy. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, even though somebody else feels worse than you, it doesn't mean that you are not feeling bad. Like you are important and you don't always have to be happy because if you were always happy, it would not be happiness. It would just be a neutral mode. I think it's important to feel sad as well. And not everything should be about being happy, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to feel sad. Things happen and, and you got to react to that. And, and maybe that is going to help you to be happier in the long run if you want to do that. But not, ah, oh, toxic positivity is just my <laughs> it's okay to feel good and to feel bad mm-hmm. it, there's more to life than just to be happy i love that <laughs> and like it's you know it's allowing your your feelings and your emotions right rather than kind of numbing yourself in this middle ground like if you're always happy right then by definition you're not happy you're in this like state of like constant and that doesn't mean you're happy that just means you're you're kind of stuck in this like melancholy state same thing if you're sad if you're always sad you're kind of stuck in this middle ground it's like no 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 it's it's the point of undulating and bouncing between the two it's and they're okay whether you're in either side it's okay your feelings are valid yeah yeah and it's okay to fail and it's okay to succeed Mm. like you will try to learn from both anyway. Mm, 100%. What about you? Um, be realistic. Think that's bad? Yeah, I think that's the worst thing I've ever been told. <laughs> Explain. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, if I was being realistic, I would stay where I, where I was, you know. Didn't grow up uh, with, with a lot of money. In fact, we grew up with practically nothing um with just me mom so uh if i was being realistic i'd be in the same place you know being realistic i wouldn't be able to train anymore because of a lot of injuries and and all that sort of shit i definitely wouldn't be over in new zealand definitely wouldn't have published a book definitely wouldn't be talking to you on a podcast so i'm like yeah like all this isn't realistic you know walking into a room and flicking a switch and then there being light is not realistic. Oh, it's only I, I like, like it's only realistic now because someone <laughs> took the impossible and made it possible, right? Yeah. That's true. I I agree with that. Yeah. So also yeah, getting out of your comfort zone is also so good. Mm. You never know if you don't try, right? 100%. We're just all walking fuck ups. You just got to keep on <laughs> failing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Try to learn and keep going. Um, that's it. Last last question, right? Is oh, um, yeah. oh, I can't remember it now. Oh yeah, three words you <laughs> tell your younger self. Oh. Oh, that's four. Can I do you, four? You Wait. can have four. I'll let you have four. Well, the first one that popped up in my head that it's gonna be okay. 
but that's uh, <laughs> that's so comforting. But it, it's always gonna be okay mm. in some way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. I was feeling very very bad when I was younger. I I thought that everyone was better than me, and I was a waste of space, kind of some bullying and some other bad stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And it shaped my self image a lot, and I still feel it obviously but i think it's good because i got a lot of empathy that helped me a lot as a coach mm-hmm. uh, but then knowing that it's all gonna be okay like it's temporary you know these things like i wish i got so not just hear it but also believe it earlier because mm-hmm. you know sometimes everything feels so much at the moment but then if you try to zone out then you see a bigger picture and like all oh, this this is something I want to do and this goal. And I, even though it's tough right now, but I'm working towards that or, you know, better things are coming mm-hmm. or you make them come, you, you get them, you chase it. <laughs> you just got to know what you want. Yeah. And like going, going through all that stuff, you know, made you who you are today. Right. And it made you be able to be able to connect with people that might be going through it right now or, or have had gone through it or potentially will go through it, you know, so you can only ever take the positive from that. Like, yeah, it was shit in the time and yeah, it might come back and knock on your shoulder a couple of times and you've got to deal with that. But at the end of the day, like you're able to connect with people on much a deeper level because like you can empathize with them rather than just be like, oh, that must be shit. It's like, no, yeah, no, you can it's... actually like feel what they're going through. I, I, I am not grateful that I, I was bullied and stuff, but I'm grateful that I went through some challenges so that I can... Well, in a way, I guess, that I can understand people better, I think, mm-hmm. in those scenarios as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? <laughs> um, Three words. What's some advice you would give? Yeah? Uh, <laughs> see another side. Make it three. See another side? Yeah. It goes back to the, like, the perception. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, nice. um, it's very... Uh, very one-sided, very um, quick to anger kid um, just because of like my own kind of nature of the way I'm built is kind of like that. And then also the nurture as well, like the the place I kind of grew up in kind of molded that. So it was always like, nah, I like saw one side and usually was ready to fucking tear everything apart really quickly. And, you know, you, you learn over the years of that destroys more things than it than it makes um and inevitably will end up destroying me because of it so um yeah, it's you know, hard you... to break patterns so good job for doing that really oh thank you um especially if you grew up during circumstances where that was like the normal take yeah you. i think i think self-awareness is something that um everyone needs and I think it's the greatest thing that we could ever do for ourselves is to highlight to ourselves what we're not good at right and and our natural limitations Um, I agree I'm 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 also working a lot on the uh, self-awareness and stuff have you heard about ikigai ikigai no I I think think it's Japanese but it's like translates ish to our purpose to live but oh, yeah. uh, i <laughs> i was start talking to my stream yesterday about that like um it's a it's a i don't remember what it's called but it's just four circles yeah 
yeah. and then in the middle is ikigai and it's about like yeah about that and it's like do what you love do what you're good at do what the world needs and do something that you can get rewarded for so you can like survive get paid for right no. and then if you do all these four oh sorry if you do all this for you're gonna find like life purpose but there's so many ideas of what life purpose is and some of them i've done a lot of research lately some of them are just about like the hustle culture which i find a bit toxic but i found that the ikigai one you should read onto that that was that was pretty cool mm. but yeah i'll um I find yeah i'll purpose. dive into that like um i like ancient japanese culture i think there's a lot of a lot of wisdom in there that we can be take we can take from it especially apply it to like the western world um yeah i think i think purpose is like a man-made thing i think we create it yeah definitely mm. but yeah just just a little like you probably like that one too i feel like thank you i'm gonna do you know how to spell it? Uh, Aiki. I, can I, wait, I can write in the chat here. Well, Aiki, Aiki, G-A-Y. Oh, yeah, it's, it's English. Okay, cool. I've got it down. I'm gonna, I've got my homework now. Thank you for that. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. This has been super nice. You know where I am when uh, when you come traveling to fucking New Zealand. Let's go. <laughs> easy. Yeah, we'll grab a coffee, throw some bars around, go to the gym. No problem. Awesome. Talk some talk some philosophy. Uh, I ain't nice. <laughs> I ain't doing a split, so putting my my feet all the way and bending it all the way around in front of my face. That's not gonna happen. You can practice. You can practice, but be careful. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for you you can do that all right hi <laughs> thank you this You're was welcome. super nice thank you very much have a good day take care speak soon you too bye bye